Hello. Hey guys, welcome to church on this beautiful night. We're going to start off by praising and worshiping God. So if you guys want to stand up, we're going to get into it. Also feel free to come to the front. We're not scary. Cool. Forever 
guys I want you guys to smile with your teeth like this smile at me you guys have such beautiful smiles and we're singing praises to God I want to see those smiles like right now I'm dying because I'm just giving everything I have and like tonight as a team we're praying like that each and every single one of you guys would step into encountering God and like right now is an awesome time to start that and to set that platform. Actually, what we're going to do, all of us should put our calves on the back of our chair because this worked really well. We did it last time. And um, it was like we have our calves on the back of the seat and we're physically stepping out. And it's like an intentional step out to encountering God and being like, yes, God, I'm giving you everything I have. I'm here to worship you. It's just me and you. So tonight as a church, Let's step out, step out boldly, audaciously, because we're here to worship an awesome God. And you know what? I know each and every single one of us have points during our week where it's hard. This is an awesome time to bring those weeks to God, you know? Leave here feeling like you've won the victory because God is awesome. All right, guys, so as a church, let's step forward. Let's smile. And let's keep praising God. All right, let's go. You are here. You are here. As we lift you up, you are riding on. Every 
Good evening. Doing all right? Very good. They do look quite scary, don't they, when they're smiling? Why don't you look to the person right next door to you and say, man, you look scary when you're not smiling? It's great to see you tonight. We are very privileged tonight to have Pastor David and Claire Quinn with us all the way from Fielding. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to hear from David shortly. It's going to be very good. The Dixons visiting with us all the way from Inglewood. That is fantastic. Good. Shall we pray? Yeah, let's do that. Father, I know it's our heart desire to encounter the living God tonight. And I know that it's your desire to touch each one of us, to speak to each one of us. So, Father, right from now, we turn on our spiritual ears open our spiritual eyes, open our hearts and our minds towards you. We want to hear what you're saying, not just to tickle our ears, but to move us forward in our relationship with you. Because, Lord, we are aware that that is the purpose. It's all about you. It's all about our relationship with you, loving you and journeying with you. So, Father, we give you tonight as a a sacrifice, as an offering, with the expectation that we're going to connect with you tonight. So bless our time together, I pray in Jesus' name. Let it be encouraging. Let it be challenging. Let it be uplifting. Let it be motivating. Above all, let it draw us closer to you so that you receive all glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's great to see you tonight. We're going to have, as I said, a very good time. Let me just tell you, grab a seat for a moment if you'd like to. Let me just tell you very, very quickly a couple of things we've got coming up which we need your help with. One is a food drive. We want to see the food um, bank, the food, um, the stockpile needs to be lifted there. So we'd love to see that next week. So can I encourage you to bring some non-perishable food items with you next week? That means like stuff that's not going to go off, you know, cans of food, all that kind of stuff. Would be really good to do that next week. The other thing is in a fortnight's time it's Easter. And Easter this year is going to be quite special. We're meeting twice. We're meeting on Good Friday at 9.30am. And we're also meeting on 10am on the Sunday and 6pm Sunday night. There's three. But the first two, the Friday and the Sunday morning, are linked. The Friday, 9.30am Friday morning, is going to be incredibly memorable. I guarantee you will still remember it in 20 years' time. And um, I've got to give you this warning, though. If you've suffered a loss in your family, your close friend or something over recent times, you may find it very difficult. It will be a moving service, and um, it'll be very, very powerful service. So I just want to give you that heads up. I really encourage you to be here. It will be great. So that'll be excellent. Has anyone had a birthday or a anniversary in the last week? Nobody. Not a single one. Oh, that was easy. Wonderful. No, not one. Does anyone want chocolate? What will you do for chocolate? Sing, dance, smile. Oh, look, that smile's unbelievable. There you go. You deserve one. Are you smiling, Nicole? Great. 
Yeah, you're smiling. For sure. And I should have been a cricket player or something. I would have been good. No, I wouldn't have. Oops. Right down the back. Who? Where? Brianna, are you here? Birthday. Birthday. Don't let me hit you, okay? Oh, too far. Here, have another one. Oh, have another one. All three must. Jump up on your feet, eh? We're going to carry on worshiping Jesus tonight. Thank you, Ben. If you can, why don't you open your hearts? Just stir your expectancy a little bit, because I can tell you that we could get right to the end of tonight's gathering, and you just go, oh well. Or we can open our hearts, and we can stir up our expectancy, and you will encounter God tonight. You will encounter Him. He wants to encounter you. You'll hear His voice tonight. Your sense of presence of the Holy Spirit amongst us. So, Father, stir our hearts, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, guys.
matter what I've done, no matter where I've been. You call me justified. No matter what any of us do, Father, you've covered us at the cross. Lord, help us realise that tonight, Father, that no matter what our sin or shame is, that you covered us at the cross, Lord. You covered absolutely everything, Father, so that we don't have to walk in shame, guilt or fear. Tonight, I feel like there's some of us that need to step into that and realise that we make mistakes, but the Lord covered it for us at the cross. Here's an opportunity now to step into that and be like, here I am, Father, this is what I've done. It's His, it's not yours to carry. Let's sing that bridge one more time. And if, if you've come this week and you're feeling like you've, you're walking in shame or fear or guilt, you're sad, you're upset, give that to God. Because He didn't die on the cross for nothing. He, dipped so that, he, he died so that we could walk in freedom, so that we could walk in His glory, so that we could walk in His purpose. Father, tonight, I just pray that we're bold and audacious in that, Father, that we step into that, we step into the freedom that You gave us, Father. Thank You, Lord.
washed clean by the blood of Christ. We get to stand in triumph. We get to stand and say that no matter what I've done, God, you're good. No matter what I've done, it doesn't change anything. It just, you know, He loves us. He loves us so much. I, I can't think of any greater way to respond to that than just to sing, How awesome are you, God? How awesome are you? That I could be me and that you could love me. Every knee will bow 
What an awesome God we worship What a mighty God we serve Every knee will bow before Him And every tongue confess that He is Lord Every tongue Every tongue confess that he is Lord. One more time. And every tongue confess that he is video clip this afternoon on the internet as you do and it had the it was called did you something like did you know that the universe makes music and it had all these different planets and the sounds they had recorded that uh, emanate from the planet and in a in its own way the universe sings it I don't think they said it this way but in its own way the universe sings praises to God even musically it's incredible God put it all in place. Yet, He knows the number of hairs on your head, which is kind of ironic, but there you go. Amazing, eh? Isn't that incredible? Absolutely incredible. Well, it's awesome to have Pastor David with us this evening. And, um, We've been journeying with the Quins for quite a few years now. And when I say we, Jan and I. And, um, and, and it's great to have mates in the house with us. And um, so why don't you come, David, make yourself at home. And can you give David a big hand as he comes, please? Fantastic. Awesome. Woo! That was awesome worship. Aren't they cool? I just remembered something. I remember getting an email recently that said that Sarah likes chocolate. I couldn't find any. I just gave her heaps. I hope that's all right. Awesome. Chocolate is from heaven. I'm quite convinced of it. It says that in here somewhere. I just haven't found it yet, but I'm sure it does. Because why wouldn't it say that in the Bible? I mean, why wouldn't it say that God, God created? Well, I mean, God created chocolate, surely. Surely to goodness, God created chocolate. I mean, it's such a heavenly thing. Is it a heavenly thing or is it a heavy thing when you eat too much of it? It comes to, I, I'm, we won't go there. Anyway, I want to open tonight with the same passage I've opened the two morning services with because I just feel that God's placed this on my heart. 
and that's Ephesians chapter 1. If you've got a Bible, open it up. It would be awesome if you could read with me. Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 12, it says God's purpose. Everybody say God's purpose. We need to realize that we need to stop searching for our purpose until we understand God's purpose. Because God's purpose is way above our purpose. And it's not until we understand His purpose that the purpose for our life starts to make sense. Amen? It says here God's purpose was that the Jews who were first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. Everybody say praise and glory to God. Oh, come on. Say it like you mean it. Praise and glory to God. Say it like your life depends on it. Say praise and glory to God. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. Pastor Sheridan told me that you're the best service of all three. So come on. Say praise and glory to God. Oh, now we've got a platform. It says praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth. Whoa, we've heard the truth. How cool is that? The good news that God saves you. And that when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own. And by giving you the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, whom he promised long ago, the Spirit is God's guarantee. Isn't it cool to have a guarantee? The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own. So what's this piece of scripture saying? It's saying that God's purpose to the Jews was that we should praise and glorify him. And then it goes on and talks about how we are actually grafted in and that we are part of that. And God's given us a promise that that's true, that we're grafted in. And then it goes on and says this, he did this so that we would praise and glorify him. Come on, church, we got to get that in our spirit, that, that before we do anything, before we start this, this preaching tonight, before we start our jobs on Monday morning, before we, we go out, before we do anything, we need to get it in our spirit that we need to praise and glorify God. Amen? Are you ready to praise and glorify God? I've been doing it all day. It's just awesome. I think it's a great place to go. And I think, you know what? I've come to conclusion that it's God stuff. I've been doing this God stuff for quite some time. And I, I actually think we're onto something. I do. I think we're onto something. And I think we should tell some other people about him. Amen? Because I think he's quite good. A couple of people think so. The rest of you are not sure. Oh, well, that's okay. That's all right. We can work with two. It says in the Bible where two or three are gathered. That's all right. You know, we, 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 should we just have a little praise party over here? There's, there's two or three gathered over here. Are you young people going to let these old people out praise you tonight? We're having a praise party over there. What are you folks doing? You know, are you going to get on board with what God's doing? Come on, come on. Are you ready to read the Bible? We're in church, amen? Yeah, we're going to read the Bible. Is that all right? Cool. Right. Amen. All right, this comes from Luke chapter 18. It starts with verse 15. It says, one day. I love when Scripture says one day because this is one day. I love that because I immediately say the context is today. I know that's stretching things a little bit, but I don't care. I think it's awesome. One day is today. One day, some parents brought their little children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. If you're a parent, there's nothing better that you can do than take your kids and introduce them to Jesus so that he can bless them. But, everybody say but. I hate seeing but in the Bible. It usually means there's something coming along that's going to go, <laughs> hello. And so, but when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. 
Who knows that Jesus isn't bothered? You know, we go through our life thinking, oh, I don't want to bother Jesus. He's not bothered. He's actually quite happy when you talk to him. He actually wants us to give him praise and glory in this place tonight. He's not bothered when we introduce ourselves. He's not bothered when we go, this is my friend. Look at him. He's awesome. He's not, he doesn't go, oh, stop bothering me. He doesn't, he doesn't go, I don't want to talk to him. He doesn't go, but I'm an introvert. Stop introducing me to people. He goes, awesome. Look at him. He's just such a cool dude. He's not bothered. Then Jesus called for the children and said to his disciples, Let the little children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. I remember reading this just recently and going, whoa, wait a minute. You mean that Jesus himself said, Jesus, the awesome Jesus, the, you, know, the, you know, the proper Jesus, the real one, he actually said that if we don't receive the faith, or faith like, like a little kid, then we can't. We don't receive the kingdom. We don't enter it. We've actually got to come with a childlike faith. I love that. Because I like acting like a little kid. So I'm halfway there. I think it's awesome. You know, we can muck around. We can, you know, get up to mischief. You know, we can write on the wall with crayon. No, we can't do that. But, but we can do stuff like little kids. And Jesus goes, that's really cool. I like that. You know, Jesus came into the world. I don't think it's a coincidence he came in as a little child, a little baby. You know, childlike faith. Later in his ministry, he tells us we need to have a childlike faith. I want you to think back. Most of you are quite young here. Um, for Kevin, this will be a stretch. Uh, I want you to think back to you were a little child. I know, Kevin, that was a long time ago. I, I, I can't pick on Ray because we, 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 we got to the extent where Ray probably doesn't talk to us anymore uh, this morning. But that's okay because we, we did point you to the Bible and told you it's in the Bible about forgiveness, Ray, didn't we? You know, so so he's, he's got a work in progress. But, so we'll pick on Kevin because Kevin, Kevin, for most of you, is really old. Kevin is so old, he doesn't cook on an electric stove. He cooks on, you know, open fire, you know. And, and he professes it's actually a good thing. You know, he tries to convert people, but, but we know it's just because he's old. He's an old man. Well, even Kevin can remember when he was a little child that when somebody, an adult, stops in their tracks and they take the time out to just, I'll take the danger of my wife's here, so I'll bend the knee before Sarah. It's all right, don't get excited, I'm already married. And they bend down to your level and they talk to you just the way you are. Can you remember that? I remember that as a little kid. And, and people, you know, they actually stop and they actually give you the time of day. And when we do that, it's just something amazing happens. You see, you suddenly become, you suddenly feel that your opinion counts, you're valued. There's something amazing stirs inside of you. Something amazing takes place. Well, Jesus is saying, remember those kind of feelings because that childlike attitude that you had then is actually okay. It's all right. He actually wants to communicate on that level with us. We're the ones that make it complicated. He wants it really simple. We're the ones that put theology in the way when he's saying, just talk to me. We're the ones that go... 
Yeah, but you know, you don't understand. In the context of the Greek, let's just open up and study the original language for a moment. And he's gone, no, no, no. That's cool, but just talk to me. Just talk. How about we just hang out for a little while? So when he wants to communicate to us, he doesn't want to make it complicated. He wants us to come with the same childlike faith and just communicate on such a simple level. Mums do this really well. You ever you watch mums, mums will stop. It doesn't matter what they're doing. When the kid needs to talk to them, mums just stop in the tracks and they go, what is it? What are you trying to say? Dads, we're not so good at this. We're a kind of work in progress. We tend to get a little bit focused on, on like, come on, hurry up. We're on the way. Come on. But mums will go, no, 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 no. What are you saying? And they take time out. I believe Jesus wants us to stop and take time out. He actually wants us to, to embrace the journey. It's just get down to the level of a little child and embrace your faith. Don't overcomplicate it. I love that. In this reading, Jesus takes time to do this with this, little, this group of little children. He expresses his love for them. And he needs something that's quite cool. He rebukes the grown-ups for trying to stop this, thing, this amazing thing from happening. There's a lesson for us here. I've got written down in my notes, hashtag, don't be a stumbling block, be the solution. You know, we need to think about that. We need to actually challenge each other about that. How about you, if you've got a phone, half the front row here has got the phone in their hands, which is awesome. If you're tweeting right now, tweet this. Put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter, put it on Instagram, I don't care, whatever it is. Hashtag, don't be the stumbling block, be the solution. Because the reality is most of us struggling or walk with God is actually because we're in the way, not God. God wants us to embrace us. He wants us to get involved. He wants, to, he wants us to just bow the knee and embrace life at a simpler level. Just simply talk to Him. Not complicated. Stop being a stumbling block and be the solution. I love seeing little kids in church. We had a, uh, a photograph appear on Facebook today of our home church in Fielding. And there was a lady there called Selena, and she was um, preaching this morning. And I'm sure she did a, a fantastic message. But that's not what I loved about this morning, the picture this morning. What I loved was she's preaching on stage, and on the side of the stage was two little kids, two little toddlers. What age would they be, two or three? Only two-year-olds. Two of them sitting there on the stage while she's preaching. I love that. It's so simple. You see, when people say that children are the church of tomorrow, they're forgetting the fact they're actually here today. Come on. They're actually forgetting the fact they're already in church today. When people say to you, young people, oh, you know, you're going to be awesome ambassadors for Jesus in the future. Well, what about today? You're awesome ambassadors for Jesus today, right now. You've got a ministry place in your school, in your high school, your university, your, your workplace, whatever it might be. You, you've got an opportunity to, to be like Jesus in your community. How about you just do it so simply with a childlike faith? Don't wait for grown-ups to give you permission. Just stop being a stumbling block and start being a solution. Through this event, he tells the disciples to stop this. 
And there's a little key, a little truth, a little gem in the middle of this. And I love it. You know, we just need to be simple. Stop complicating. As you read, you learn the disciples how much the little children matter to God. Kids are very important to God. So that begs the question, if we don't have a child like faith, what does it mean? What, what does it look like to have a child like faith? It means trusting in someone or something without a second thought. Now that's a true test. I love like when you see a dad maybe um, down at the park and the little kid is running towards him. Maybe his daughter is running towards him and he puts out his arms ready to catch and the daughter without any, any second thought, there's no doubt whatsoever, he, he just puts out the arms and the daughter jumps expecting dad to catch her. How many of you have seen dad go, <laughs> yeah, nah. You don't see that, do you? What you see is a loving dad, arms wide open, and he catches his daughter and he goes, whoa, that was so cool, let's do it again. You don't see a little boy when mom and dad say, we're going to such and such place, and he doesn't go, well, I haven't been there before, so we, know, we need to do an evaluation on that. Maybe we need to do a health and safety risk analysis to make sure that I'm going to be safe in that place because, you know, we haven't actually ventured down that path before. No, a little boy goes, it's, if mom and dad's going, it's okay. A little boy says, if mom and dad are going, I, I can trust them. I don't need to ask questions. I'll just go. That's a childlike response. You see, when God's calling you to step out in faith, He doesn't want you to do a 12-step evaluation process. And uh, He doesn't want you to, to check out this and that. No, he just wants you to just step out in faith. When He's calling, when He's knocking on the door going, Hello, hello, hello. And you're going, shh, be quiet, God. I'm in my contemplative mode. He's going, I want you, I want you to come on, come on, I'm, I want you to come with me. And, and you're going, shush God, because I'm trying to pray. <laughs> He's going, come on, I want you to go outside, I want to have fun with you. I want to go on a journey with you. Come on, I want you to embrace what I'm doing. And you're going, stop bothering me, God, I've got to go to life group tonight. Or activate group, sorry, activate group. Activate, activate. <laughs> uh, uh, got to get the language right. I, I think I got away with it this morning, I called it a service but it was a gathering. Did I? No. Oh. <laughs> you never noticed. That's all right. I think I got away with it. You know. So you got to watch your language around here. It's like swearing or something. I don't know. Although I did actually hear Sheridan say service today as well at one point. Just, just saying, just saying, uh, I don't think he got away with it because I noticed. So I might be one up on him there. I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, you know, we, we just got to, actually if God's knocking on the door, you go, hello? Just say hello. How cool is it you're knocking on my door? Awesome. What should we do today, God? Let's make it real simple. Just embrace him. We were in Indonesia uh, a few months ago, and... Um, <clears throat> We got split up, and we weren't overly fluent in Indonesian, is an understatement. Um, 
I don't think we actually knew any words in Indonesian, actually, to be fair. You know, to be perfectly honest, we couldn't even say hello. It was, um, yeah, yeah. Um, you, can you tell them <laughs> hello? And, uh, it, was, it was really basic. We were pretty, we should probably have learned, we should probably have made an effort. Can we? Uh, it was Claire's fault. She made me do it. And, um, uh, but anyway, we're in Indonesia, and, and when you're in a foreign country and you're being driven around, so, it, you know, you've got to have faith. And uh, I got whisked off. I had to take a service. What was it, 6 o'clock in the morning or something? The service started, and it was about a two-hour drive away or something like that. I can't remember. So we were up pretty early to get to the service, and, and we have the service. And then we got to go back into town, and the plan was that we would meet up again. And that's awesome, and that's really cool. So we're driving along in the car, and um, I don't know if you've ever been in a, a foreign country when they're driving. It's interesting. Uh, you know, it's good for your faith. It's really good for your faith. And then the phone rings. And, um, you know, so they give all their attention to the phone call. And you're going, driving, driving, you know, phone, 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 driving, driving. You know, but that doesn't matter because they don't speak English. So they're on the phone and they're talking away. And then they speak, turn around to your translator and you're thinking, road. You know, turn around the translator and they go, speak all this stuff. And then the translator turns around and goes, I think what he said was, and you're going, um, okay, I think what he says is you're going to a different place now. Ah, amen. Faith. That's okay. It's okay. I can handle it. I'm not nervous. <laughs> and Claire's going somewhere else. Oh, oh okay. Um, but, uh, but she's like the Holy Spirit, you know, like, you know, like, uh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Um, and, um, I'm your translator, but I'm not going to be the translator because they want me to go somewhere else as well. And, um, so there'll be another translator when you get there. Okay. So we pull into the car park of this place. I have no idea to this day where we were. It was somewhere in Indonesia. We pull into the car park and out I get, and they drove off and left me in the car park. And this guy walks over and goes, uh, hello. Uh, uh, me, you're a translator, and I'm like, you barely speak English, man. What's wrong with you? You know, because that's, that's the arrogance we have when we're overseas, that we expect everybody to speak perfect English and everything. And we get into this place, and I'm thinking, I have no idea where I am. I've just got to trust God. I've got a translator who barely speaks English. In fact, halfway through my message, he got replaced by someone else in the congregation who could speak English because she's got up and says, eh, I'll say what you actually said, if you don't mind. Uh, they, like, this, is, this is true. This is true. And so here we are in a scary place, and we are preaching away, and we just got to trust God. But Claire was there. Claire was actually there. So now we're thinking, what else were we told that wasn't actually true? And, and we get there, and then we have the altar call, and something like 20% of the church responds like that. Boom. Awesome. Phenomenal. Why? Because we went with what God was calling us to do. It wasn't actually that scary. It was actually quite easy. Because I've learned that when you follow God, he never leaves you nor forsakes you. I've learned that when you go on a journey with him, you know, I don't call it leaps of faith anymore. I call it steps of confidence. I think he's an awesome God. I really think we're onto something with this God stuff. You know, I've discovered that, that you can take a massive leap of faith one day and the next day you just take a simple step because, you know, he didn't drop you in it. He didn't let you down. He came along, he blessed everything around about it because it was his plan. You just step into it. 
You just step into it. You just step into it. You take another step. And every time you take a step, your confidence levels in God rise. We call it faith. They just rise and rise and rise. And the more you do it, the more you realize, actually, he's never let me down. Ever. Kevin has probably been a pastor longer than anybody in this room. Has he ever let you down, Kevin? Never. Never ever? What about that time once? No, 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 never? I think he means never, ever. How cool is our God? You see, the more we journey with him, the more we realize, actually, we just need to stop being a stumbling block and let him guide our path. Can you imagine where God could take you in 2016 if we trust him like that? Trust him like a child. You know, some of what God asks us to do has no explanation at all. Some of uh, the stuff God has asked us to do is, uh, you know, it's just not clear why. But, you know, I've discovered over the years we don't need to answer the why. We just need to say, yes, God. Stop being a stumbling block and be the solution. Yes, God. I can do that, God. Awesome. I've no idea how I'm going to do it, but I know you won't drop me in it because you're an awesome God. Childlike faith. It's just like the little girl running at her father. He's not going to go, yeah, nah. He's going to go, come on. Let's do it again. Let's go higher this time. To go higher in God, you've simply got to say yes. If we have faith like a child in everything we do, 2016 will be amazing. So what's in your heart? What is God talking to you about today? Some people say, well, you know, God doesn't talk to me. I I don't actually hear God like you do. Really? Because I think he's talking to you just the same way he talks to me. I think he's talking to you the same way he talks to Pastor Sheridan. I think he's talking to you all the time about everything. And maybe, just maybe, that's one of your sayings, I won't pinch that. Maybe, just maybe, he actually wants you to stop and listen like a child. As simple as that. Dad, what was that? Cool. And then just take a step of faith. It's not a massive leap, just a step in confidence. And keep taking a step, and keep taking a step. After all, he's the Lord of Lords, he's the King of Kings, and he will never let you down. He created the universe just by using words. That universe now sings back to him, as we've heard this morning. He he just did that by using words. There is nothing he can't do. You know, we've seen today, there was people healed this morning from depression. There was people healed from different things this morning. You know, awesome. Just words. The power of God with words. He is such a cool God. He just wants us to stop being a stumbling block and start being a solution. We should know with confidence that he's big enough to catch us in any leap we take. 
He's strong enough to catch us all at the same time. He can take us on a journey, each one of us individually tailored just for you, just for me. He can do that. And he's asking each one of us to go on a journey with him. He just wants us to do it in a simple way. He won't let us down. He's the king of kings. He won't drop us. He's the Lord of lords. So what is God asking you to do today? Is he asking you to put your name on that board out there? Is he asking you to reach into your university or your high school today? Is he asking you to just maybe pray for your neighbor? Is he asking you to be a blessing wherever you go? I don't know. I know what he's talking to me about. Just simply take time to listen. So what has God asked you to do? What has he told you to do? And how about we stop taking it as a risk and start taking it with confidence? Stop analyzing and thinking the what ifs. There is no what ifs with God. If God asks you to go to Cambodia, oh, but what if? Well, that's his problem. He asked you. Wow, well, I don't know if I'll have enough money. We took a missionary team. How many went to Indonesia? Seven people. We had zero. And three months later, seven of us went to Indonesia. And everything was paid for. Flights, accommodation, everything. Meals, the whole caboodle. Absolutely everything was paid for. How cool is our God? We didn't have it. We didn't have to worry about the... What ifs? We just went, well, in faith, well, if that's what you're calling us to do, Lord, then we'll go and go. How cool is that? You see, he owns the, the, the cattle on a thousand hills, and he doesn't have to worry about Fonterra's payout. He doesn't worry about such things. He provides for his kids. He looks after us. When you know that you're one of God's kids, you know that you know with confidence that he's a dad that's going to look after you. He's a dad that's going to pay for what he orders. He writes the checks for the things he orders. He, he blesses people in abundance. He, he makes sure you've got provision where you need it. I had a revelation the other day there. I suddenly started to think, what has God never given me? Kind of question that randomly goes through my head. The answer was nothing I needed. There is absolutely nothing that I have needed that he hasn't given me or provided for me. Amen. He provides for all your needs. He knows everything about you. He knows every need you have. Start taking the risk out of it and just start putting confidence in. Amen. Stop worrying about the detail and hand that over to him. You see, who can add a single day to your life by worrying about it? Will it help to worry about it? If it helps, go for your life. I don't think it actually helps very much. How about we actually just hand it over like a childlike faith and say, Lord, I'm not going to worry about this. I know you've got this. I know that you're a God that loves me beyond whatever I could imagine. You'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. You're awesome. 
I believe there's people here that have been carrying burdens because they've been worrying about things. There's somebody over here, somebody who's got a, they've got a, a burden on their heart. It's actually, it's like weighing you down. You're worrying about the what ifs and God's saying, hand it over. I've got this. I've got this. We need to have a faith like a child. We need to make sure that we, we start to do things without hesitating and start stepping into what God's calling us to do. There's people here that you've been labeled as useless. My English teacher when I was at high school told me I was useless and would amount to nothing. I look back on that and I think, well, that wasn't very good English she used, was it? She said, useless and amount to nothing. My grandmother, when I got a degree, my grandmother says, can I have a copy of it? So I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went and got a color photocopy and I think, I think, oh, my grandmother's going to put it on a wall. How cool is that? No, she wanted it to take to my English teacher. <laughs> She's a cool grandmother, isn't she? She's awesome. Everybody should have a grandmother like that. I'll lend her a, I'll charge very good rates. She's not bad. But, um, she's getting a bit old now, the way. She's pretty old, pretty old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's awesome. Somebody here has been labeled as being ugly, and I'm here to tell you, no, you're not. You're beautiful. God doesn't make mistakes. Amen? And I need you to embrace that. God does not make mistakes, and he made you, and he made you perfect. If you've been labeled as no good, you need to read the piece of scripture that says that you're a co-heir with Christ. So if you're no good, that means that he's no good. How could that ever be true? He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And you are co-heir with him. How awesome is that? What an awesome God we have. His purposes are higher. And he wants us to take us higher. He just wants us to go with simple, simple faith like a child. Don't allow the enemy to rob you any longer. Know who you are. Know that as a child of God, you have the favor of God. Know that as a child of God, that he's got this. He looks after his kids. Know as a child of God that he's got your back and he's going, he's going before you. He's behind you. He's on your left. He's on your right. He's got you protected. He's got you safe. He's got provision for you. He's got things lined up for you. He just wants you to step out and move forward. What is God calling you to do today? But you're trusting him like a little child. Amen. Because when we stop being a stumbling block and we start being a solution, when we start to live for Jesus and take a step towards him, when we stop being a stumbling block and we start really being the solution, my word, the supernatural starts to happen around about us. I heard just recently that a lot of people get labeled as having a healing gift simply because miracles are happening around about them. But the reality is, it's because of their faith that miracles is happening around about them. Yes, some people have been given a blessing of, of an ability to heal, but, but um, it's still God. It's still God. Who cares how it happens? Can I tell you tonight that every single person has got the ability in this room to see miracles of healing happen all around about you? 
Come on, you need to embrace that. You're a child of God. Come on, you need to know who you are. You are a child of God, a king of kings. He's your dad. He's saying, come on, have childlike faith. Make a decision today to give him everything. Make a decision today to follow him. Amen. Make a decision for him today. Is there a keyboard player back there? They're hiding in the wings. There it is. Look at that. See, that was like a miracle happened there. I just had faith that there was someone back there. And woof. Are you an angel? Did you come from God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, pretty cool, eh? Do you have so many keyboard players? You just keep them in a cupboard or at the back there or something, you know? Do they just hide out there, you know? Which one should we take off the shelf today? Oh, that one looks good. We'll have that one. Awesome. Having a child like Faith is an amazing thing. It starts with making a decision. It starts with saying, God, I'm going to give you my everything. It starts with the simplest of decisions to say, here I am. Send me. That's my life verse. Here I am, send me. I love it. It's really cool. It means a lot to me. But it means a lot to me because at one point I had to actually read that and go, cool. Here I am, Lord. Send me. I had to do that with a childlike faith because I had no idea where he was going to send me. I just had to do it with trust, love, hope, faith. I don't care what label you want to put on it. I had to put my trust in God and say, Lord, I know you won't let me down. I know that from this day forward, if I put my hand up and say, Lord, here I am, you're going to go awesome. Awesome. He's going to be going, Oi, Peter, look, there's somebody awesome. That's, a, that's one of my kids down there. And they want to go on a journey with me. They want to activate their faith right now. And I want to give you that opportunity tonight. I made that decision a long time ago. I've actually made that decision on numerous times. I even responded last year to one of my own altar calls. Because I just felt I had to go to the next step. I literally was given an altar call at church and just felt the Lord saying, are you willing to respond to that? And I went, yep. And I told the church too. You see, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not bothered by it. Jesus isn't bothered. He just wants your heart like a little child. So I want to give you an opportunity tonight. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. Maybe you've done it before, but there's something about tonight that's stirring you up. Maybe there's something about you tonight that you think, actually, I've just been overcomplicating this. Maybe tonight you're thinking, actually, maybe I have been a stumbling block. And tonight you're thinking, I don't want to be a stumbling block for Jesus. I want to be the solution. So it doesn't matter if you've done this before. If you want to be the solution tonight, can I encourage you to respond? Can you stand where you are if you want to be the solution?
I'm already standing. I want to be a solution. That's awesome. You know, the first step to drawing closer to God can be the hardest one. But it's actually really easy. You just need to go, God, here I am. Really cool. That's fantastic. There's over half of the church standing here tonight. That's fantastic. Can we pray? Dear Lord Jesus, we don't want to be a stumbling block. Let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, we don't want to be a stumbling block. We want to be the solution. So we ask tonight that you can receive us just the way you are. Work through us, Lord, and be the solution through us. Because tonight, we declare that you are Lord, that you are our Savior. And we say, here I am. Send me. And everybody said, amen. He's pretty good, isn't he? I think we're onto something with this God thing. How about we give him a big hand? He's awesome. I think the guys are going to, they're going to do a song. They're going to play. That's awesome. Hey, I would love to pray for some people for healing tonight. Um, there's somebody here with a sore ankle. Um, I think it's your left ankle, but I'm not 100% sure. Not. I'm pretty sure it's your left ankle. I want to pray for you. There's someone here with um, sore hips. I'd love to pray for you as well. Um, and there's uh, anybody else. If you're here, we prayed for uh, both services this morning for a num number of people with depression. And we saw multiple people that depression lifted like that. I believe there's a grace on that tonight to lift that. If you're here and you're feeling like you've got depression or a heaviness over you, or you're feeling like things are just a little bit cloudy at the moment, can I ask you to come forward and we'll pray for you? I'm believing that it's going to be lifted just like that tonight in the name of Jesus and anybody else and I want to pray for Wendy first because I was going to pray for Wendy at the 9 o'clock service and then at the 10.30 service and then uh, um, yeah, and then gathering, gathering there was gathering, well, I think I got away with that again I think I might have just slipped there it was a gathering, we had a gathering this morning um, I want to pray for Wendy as well and, um, so as we sing feel free to come forward at the end and we'll pray Amen Thank you, David. How about giving him a big hand? Well, as we finish with this song, feel free to come down the front and pray with you for uh, anything you'd like, particularly those uh, parts of your bodies that are broken and hurting that he called out. Can I remind you as you leave, please be generous and purposed in your giving. Thank you. The only way we can do what we do is through your generosity. So thank you very much. And also, if you're visiting tonight or it's your first time, down the back there, there's a table with some white paper bags on it. Help yourself. Some information in there about the church. It's great to have you here tonight. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Father, I pray that as we go into this week, that wherever we are and whenever we are there, we would be like Jesus. Father, I ask that you would uh, take the words that have been spoken tonight and that you would build confidence in people's lives that you would encourage us, 
that you would cause us to be those that would step into situations and bring the peace, the hope, the joy, the favour of God this week. Father, I ask that you would stir our hearts too, that this week would not only be, be agents of goodness of your kingdom, but we would also have a word on our tongue that would build up, that would encourage, and that would point people toward you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for coming out tonight. Come down the front if you would like prayer for anything at all, and uh, have a great week. Thanks, guys.
after prayer, for prayer, there's still an opportunity to come up. So yeah, have a good week otherwise. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>